This is The Union, the intersection between people, apps, and AI. We'll inspire and challenge you as we ask questions, uncover insights, and share inspiring stories about digital ecosystems and automation. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for joining this latest episode of the Union Podcast. I'm Scott King, and that is the chief geek of Krista Software, John Michelson. John, how are you? Very good, Scott. Thanks. Thanks, folks who are... uh, We get a lot of great comments on the podcast, so appreciate you doing it, Scott. And thanks for those who uh, listen and watch. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Yeah, we do. Uh, We get a lot of comments on, hey, you know, I didn't really realize that or... Um, we don't get a lot of comments on, Hey, can you cover? So if anybody has an idea and you want, uh, you know, John or Chris or Sam or any of the guys that talk on the podcast, uh, send us questions. We will, uh, we'll take that, those under consideration. But today we're talking about LLMs and how they tend to hallucinate when generating content, right? So John, we've covered several different reports and there's lots of articles that, um, that state that the LLMs hallucinate or they're inaccurate or they're unreliable. I'd like to cover, you know, why they do this and how companies can limit this, maybe Mm -hmm. increase the accuracy, become more comfortable using this and how they can better utilize this. Cause everyone's looking around how to do this, but there are concerns about, you know, inaccuracy, cybersecurity, all of this. But could you could you give us just a brief overview of what, you know, a large language model is uh, and why they become so popular? Sure, sure. Just the the level set. So generative AI is a is a big space in AI related to natural language and the construction of text and large language models are specifically built for being able to do what are called completions. That is the uh, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great Fall. The next word is what an LLM is designed to do. And uh, and it has to do with, uh, there's some great basic research, if you want to geek out on it, that, uh, you know, how accurate can we get the predict the next word uh, that we all just did in our heads. And that's essentially the core capability. That's the binary on-off zero one of a computer chip. That's the binary zero one on-off of the LLM space. and uh, And as such... If you think about it, that means they're designed to hallucinate. This whole problem of how do we stop them from hallucinating is probably the wrong question because the whole notion of what an LLM is designed to do is not to accurately state a fact, but to follow a cognitive linguistic path or prompt is the word that is actually used often that is set for set in front of it by a user or some other system. So when we said Humpty Dumpty, we started down a linguistic cognitive path that in much, in many, many examples of training text, the LLM had seen. And the high probability natural thing to do was to say fall. Now, it could have said something else. And it, it shouldn't in this particular case, right? Because at least in English, in our, in our nursing rhymes, we all get that. But that's their job. Their job is actually to construct a reasonable completion to a given prompt. They are, let's, let's all get this point, not knowledge management systems, not designed to be knowledge management systems. The fact that they have a, a bunch of facts built into them 
is the nature of their training. But in most business contexts, you are not going to want to rely on that set of facts because they are not necessarily curated to the desires, needs, and presence of your organization. The facts that they are trained with are not their value. It, it was the linguistic understanding and natural completion capability that those facts trained them to be capable of helping you with. So we like that they have lots of content and data. We don't want to rely on the actual factual nature of that content and data. You can't take the two apart in terms of training, but that's why these LLMs are lawyering up now, right? That's why the, the whole, we're, we're, we're the, all throughout the space. It's how do you, how do you basically ensure that the LLM is not, is not establishing itself as an authority or a fact? That's it. But, but, but let's get away from the notion of stopping LLMs from hallucinating because that's sort of their design. And yet, um, that's a problem. So what I akin this whole thing to storyteller, it's, it's not, let's not describe it as hallucination. Let's describe it as LLMs or storytellers. And in fact, Scott, in our paper on the same topic, you actually came up with a really good example, right? Uh, the, the baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the LLM, I think I asked a couple of different ones, like just to tell me a story. Um, Mm -hmm. and I prompted it with, Hey, tell me a story about Jerry, the baseball player. And Jerry is a rookie and leading the league in stolen bases, you know, for the year. Right. Um, and it, it wrote me a story. It was somewhere in the neighborhood of 150, 200 words. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But there was, there was all this extra stuff I didn't ask for. Right. Like he made Jerry play for the Yankees. Uh, the game sure. was in New York, right? But it all made sense, right? When you That's read right. it, I was That's like, hey, this, power. Is a, this is a great story. That's power. Yeah. But, and, and by the way, Scott, in that prompt, the only piece of information that he didn't need to say is tell me a story. Because he was going to tell you a story whether you asked it to or not. If you had yeah. started literally with Jerry is a baseball player for uh, a rookie that, uh, that uh, leads league in stolen bases, it would have said, cool. It would have done exactly what you'd asked it to do. You didn't need to tell it because that's what it's going to do. It's going to tell a story. So this is the rub, right? This is the rub. And and the good news is here, and, and we've got lots of customer stories to prove it. We can solve for this. Um, we don't we don't like the name, the word hallucination. We like the word storyteller. And we also like to basically say that when you surround that LLM with elegant orchestration of people, systems, and AI, when you treat it not like a ma- knowledge management system, but you feed it information real time from an actual knowledge man- management system or systems, it becomes a journalist. That's the analogy we're looking for. What we need is journalist instead of storyteller. And the only way we get there is we feed it real time the information that it is to tell the story because that's exactly what a journalist does. They tell the story of what the actual information, the, presumably the actual facts that were relevant to the topic they're writing about, are. So we still let them be storytellers, but we constrain them to the information that is exactly what is contextual for the particular question that's being asked, not cached results from 221, 2022, or even last week. We can't, we can't get the right story from a journalist perspective if we've got old information. So when we integrate the LLM's text completion capability, storytelling capability, with the journalist's ability to do the research, and LLM doesn't do research. When we marry those things together, we get a journalist 
which is a storyteller based on the facts that we need presented herein, right? And that gets us where we're trying to go. Yeah, but even with the the journalist uh, example that you provided, like, um, like I can think of an article and, and you read it and then it says at the top, like, hey, this article has been edited because we learned new facts yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, here's yeah. like the new version, right? So even the journalist needs... Uh, needs some time, right? So how right. how would that work, right? Because a journalist, yeah. like you said, looks at the facts, writes the story, uh, you know, makes it into an interesting piece. But sometimes it's it's accurate today, but it's not accurate tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And the challenge there is, in our experience, maybe twenty percent of all of the things people would want to ask an AI based system are actually reflected in static content that could otherwise be found if they had done a search, right? And most uh, solutions that are essentially, we'll say, non not very sophisticated, are just making that information available to LLM and hoping that that, that particular content gets gets out there, but still only 20% of those answers. So the, the classic challenges that are faced, I say classic and we're only months into this journey, I mean, we are two and a half years, so I say classic, huh? Um, but the but the repeatable, it's so repeatable, it feels like it's old. Problem is humans want to ask for what's what's our cash forecast? Well, here at you know 10 a.m. on this particular day, it's X and it's gonna be Y within hours or days for sure, right? LLMs are are mostly being used uh when in the in the simpler form of Let's just put static content out there and, and have another way of essentially re it replaces our, our 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 ugly internal search in the in the you know in the in the uh, fi shared file system that nobody uses. That, that's a, there's value there, but that's value only in around the twenty percent. To your point about what the journalist can't typically cover is access to real time information. And the other huge piece of the pie here is that many times when a human is asking a question. What they're really trying to do is cause a whole workflow to occur. When I say I need off next week, that's not something to look up in a in a in a static piece of content. Or if that's or if there is uh, discussion of it in a static piece of content, it's the process that would need to be followed in order for that to be carried out, which right. act obviously doesn't happen by nature of saying saying it on a screen. So what we've what we've seen consistently is this. Again, the ability for an LLM to become a journalist if it's properly prompted with good information and it tells that story well, that's a great capability. But even before that storyteller gets a chance to do that, you might find that the request needs to go and invoke several other systems and invoke human workflow and do other kinds of things. Or it might be a request for real-time information. There may or not, it may or not even invoke an LLM because you may be looking for, you may, Scott, you may be looking for, how many leads came to the website today? Or how many leads are, you know, active in our system right now? Those are not really LLM questions. Those are NLU or natural language understanding, but those are not LLM questions. So we, we tend to, we're tending to, I'll use the ad term. We're, we're tending to, yeah, I won't. We're tending to, 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 to basically code everything as an LLM solution when in fact what we need is the capability married with other capabilities that give us the full set, right? We can get all three types of questions static content, real-time information, and of course, integrated system or workflow types of things. All three of those can be, can be, can be accomplished and the LLM is a part of it,
but not the full story. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems, I mean, what, what you're talking about is different than what I see online, right? Doing research for the podcast. Like everyone says, look, I need to train my own LLM. So what you're, they're, they're thinking that it needs to know the answer, but it actually needs to read the answer and generate the output for the user. So what are, I mean, what are some best practices? Like if, if I think I need to train an LLM and I need, need to shift my thinking, like, what do I really need to do? Yeah. And I hope that most that are saying training are either using that phrase loosely or, uh, or to mean just it's some form of what we're talking about, because or maybe tuning in, right? right? Because that's, that's different. We'll talk about tuning in. A yes. Second. Yes. And, and, and that, and that, that would make, that might be more appropriate, but even there, uh, you're, you're adding to the corpus of information in that, in that uh, LLM, but that actually will make the notion of fine tuning will actually make uh, understanding whether it's hallucinated or not that much more difficult. In fact, so so a full on training of an LLM from scratch is a massive undertake undertaking that is really for large tech organizations and for uh, large research organizations and stuff like that. It's not really for uh, most in the commercial world. The capability of synthesizing text to relatively, you know, appropriate completions are, are, is proven through already a dozen different LLMs that we are working with here at Krista and that we're making cap uh, available to our customers and for our own internal use as we are enhancing our own product with those capabilities. And, and, and it, we have yet to find a, the need to build a model. What we have to do, and we don't even need to fine tune in most cases. Fine tuning is often appropriate when you want to structure outputs in, in different ways. Uh, but to, but to real time prompt with accurate information is what you're really looking for, Scott. And I think that's where, hopefully that's where people, what people mean when they say train, because if they don't, um, where they're in for a, a, a challenge where, you know, all of a sudden that cost becomes eight figures and they don't, yeah, or the fine tuning thing that essentially mashes your information up against incorrect information. And then you try to figure out, did it only give me my information? And that's actually more challenging that way because we have some really great ways. I don't know if I'm going too much into the weeds here, but we have some great ways to, to help our customers who are using Krista with their LLMs ensure that the LLMs storytelling capability didn't go too far. Like we'll use your Jerry, the baseball player example. If, if, uh, if we prompted it with a set of actual facts and said, now I want you to construct an explanation of how Jerry did in his first uh, year at, uh, as a baseball player, we will then immediately make the LLM convince us that they didn't, that the LLM did not go off and dream up things about a specific game or a specific whatever that didn't actually happen. So we have the ability to make sure that the LLM stayed within its lane, if you will, remained a journalist and not told the story by fabrication. But if you fine tune, you actually lose the ability to do that. And of course, if you're training from scratch, then you're, you're in a whole different space. So that's a long explanation. And I, and I hope that at least some number of the folks, uh, who are watching or listening, um, you know, parsed it parsed and you, you, you know where I'm going. For most, I would just summarize this way. Use off the shelf models. They may be on prem or they may be self hosted or they may be. Um, cloud, but you're going to need to real-time prompt these. And there's actually a pretty significant amount of engineering you're going to need to do in order to get that right. 
And that's only to get to the 20%. The other 80% is real-time information and invoking workflow or other types of integrations. And that all makes for great AI Q&A. Yeah. The point is it's possible. You just need to do it the right way, right? Because yeah. if you're trying to train your own thing, like there's there's not going to be enough like AI engineers to go around to do all this. Anyway. <laughs> if everybody's building one, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. So, so that's great. Where, where's this going in the future? So if you look at, you know, uh, I like that we talked about real time accuracy because what we say today may not be accurate uh, tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, you know, given the current state, uh, the way the LLMs act now and then how fast they're evolving, right? Because they're just leapfrogging each other all the time. They're getting better and better and better. So, you know, so you really don't want to be stuck with one. Um, where, you know, where is this going and then how do, how do we alleviate all the hallucination and inaccuracy concerns in the future? What, you know, what, yeah, what is, yeah, what yeah. is maybe the next, so, uh, six months hold? So the, so the, so the, so most, most of our customers have realized that this is not a, a single, you know, uh, the way I said it just the other day, um, and pardon me for those who are not, you know, in the camp of these companies, it's just an analogy. But most large organizations, you know, tarry for months and months to decide it's either ERP is Oracle or it's SAP. They, they, they toil over that decision forever. And then once they finally make that decision and they start down that path, then they, they don't, they try not even to look at the other guy's website or marketing literature for decades, right? Because, all right, we've made our choice and that's it. And this is where we are because you just don't, you just can't handle, right? That sort of thing. And of course, lots of organizations can't. They're conglomerates and, but, but the, but by and large, you get the idea. LLM to the exact opposite. It's not working like it's not that way at all. We're not we're not going to be in this world where we made an evaluation in 2023. We decided that this is the one we were going to use. There's not even a one. Go to any of the producers of LLMs, and you've got several just within that particular provider, and then you've got to parameterize each uh, you know of each of those. So you already have a matrix that's dozens of rows long before you even go to a second provider of LLMs. And your data security, your performance, cost, accuracy, all of those are factors you'll need to pro provide as input to the selection of which LLM you'll actually use. So your decision's gonna end up coming down to use cases. We have a customer that is basically doing um, research on very specific, uh, sensitive information. They're, 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 they're basically, they're a science-based company. And their, their mission is to, to give their researchers immediate real-time access to a conversational set of content, perfect use case for an LLM, but it's all very real-time and it better be self-hosted because boy, would they are never going to let that, the basic research that they're actually doing in the labs at this very moment out into a public cloud. They're just, it's just a, it's going to be a long time before anybody to, to presume it ever happens at this moment is, is just is just not on the table. But then a lot of the same that same um, researcher in that same conversation with an LLM actually needs the context of you know curated content that comes in from a third party vendor and or a publicly hosted cloud based model that has uh, let's say all of the you know body of publicly available research already prompted or, or, or trained into it. There's nothing wrong with absolutely having one conversation with one chat type interface to an LLM that is actually three LLMs. 
one self-hosted, one that might be provided by a third-party vendor who's specific to your industry or who may be, who's curating content specifically around that. And then, of course, a, a public model that is useful for all kinds of use cases. And that is absolutely a very valid way, and, and I, I dare say the only valid way in this particular use case. So you're, you're navigating, and, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm making it sound like it's a million dollar project. It's not actually, right? It, it's going to, it's a, well, for this organization, it's a tens of millions of dollars project to deploy all of the AI and LLM that they want. But each of these individual use cases are not. This is a, this just needs to be done correctly with the right set of thought and tooling. The capability is there to do some pretty amazing things. You just have to be thoughtful and more sophisticated than, Hey, I can make, uh, I can, you know, I can prompt this thing with a whole bunch of Steve Jobs stuff and it'll make, it'll sound like Steve Jobs. All that's cool, but that's all hallucination. What you need is, in this case, three different LLMs, each with a different security and accuracy of, of, I should say, you know, characteristic that taken together get you where you're trying to go. Yeah. I previously did an episode with, uh, with Luther and we talked about the cost, right? Cause you didn't. I mean, you oh, yeah. briefly mentioned the cost. Oh, just swimming right beside it, yeah. But you know, we talked about um, you know with the with the accuracy, the cost goes up, and you may overspend to achieve you know a small percentage gain of right. accuracy. So um, that's right. So if you're listening, there, anyway, I'll I'll link yes. to that episode because it it makes sense. Um, yeah, we're actually building out. Uh, I think we're in a already a generation one of a really nice framework for you. Tell us. How, so for instance, you, you've got a, you've got a, in terms of cost, it's, it's, a, it ranks highest in cost. There's a second highest in cost. There's a third highest in cost, right? And then you've got an accuracy of, uh, much lower in cost, almost as accurate. That may be your choice, right? So you have to optimize not even on just one of these, but you've got to actually optimize on the whole framework and you've got to tell, you you've got to set your, sensitivities into us, the, that, that selection process. And, and, uh, and in fact, again, not, uh, not, not to make a sales plug for Krista, but this is exactly why that find something that very elegantly and in a nothing like code way orchestrates people, systems and AI. And so we basically, we, we do March madness on, uh, on, on LLMs, right? We're, we're totally running the game. We're totally running the table on, okay, 30 are going in and one is coming out. And, uh, and, and of course, the software is doing 99% of the work because what we've done is we've said, these are the, these are our uh, characteristics for cost accuracy. These are the thou shalt nots around data security for certain data sets and et cetera. And then give me a, given a use case, bang, here's your, here's your choice. Given a very, given a different use case, the characteristics change. Here's a different choice. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a super, super cool thing to watch all of that happen, especially to a market that's just really coming to grips with this whole notion. But that is one of the things, just one of the things when you talk about the next six months, I think the enlightenment of that is, an, is going to be a natural motion for everybody who's kind of de- heavily deploying these things. When you get out of the dabbling with it stage, like if everybody's paying the most they, they can pay to their, a, a, their LLM provider right now for every single prompt, they're going to get a bill and this is going to be the old cloud stuff all over again. It's like, oh my gosh, this is more expensive than my data center. I got to, now I got to work on managing costs. There's going to be a whole tooling world around how do I manage my uh, LLM bill? Um, we, we can, we can nip that in the bud right to start. If we think about, Hey, there needs to be a thoughtful approach to how we select these. 
And, and using multiple is actually not a bad idea. Even using multiple providers is not a bad idea because you should insulate yourself from any of those individual ones anyway. Don't hardwire yourself to any of these APIs because you're going to need the portability of moving away from them. One of these guys may go belly up. Uh, one of these guys may end up in, well, didn't Italy ban one of these for a little while? Weren't there other countries that were thinking about doing the same? So yeah, the point is they, you don't want to be in a place where no. you need velocity of change, right? And anything, when you wire this stuff together uh, too tightly, that velocity of change just got taken away from you. So I know we're, we're sort of off the topic of hallucination here, but I, uh, but I, but I, but I absolutely sincerely believe that um, the, those who best exploit the capability that LMs provide them are just going to massively transform in major areas of their business. And, and to do so is going to take some sophistication, some thought and some new thinking. Uh, so I hope that, you know, for all of your sakes, I hope that that's exactly where you're heading and exactly the kinds of things you're doing. Well, that was um, that was outstanding, John. And yes, uh, you did also hallucinate a little bit, but it made sense, right? It's a great story, uh, <laughs> especially when we got into Italy. But it, you know, contextually, um, you know, you went there. But I, I think that just shows like the software is going to act in the same way. So, uh, really appreciate your time today, and yeah. until next time. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to The Union. I hope it was insightful and caused you to think about how you can influence technical advancements at your company. Please subscribe to The Union podcast series on your favorite podcast player to listen to past and future episodes. If you have a question for any of us or have a suggestion for the show, please email me at scott at Thanks for listening.